I sit in front of you right now to tell you I'm still standing. I'm Casey. This is WBCS. Big Mike, Sweet Melissa, Big Ed will be joining us shortly. Welcome back to the show. Hey, everybody. It's your friend Big Mike. It's Friday night. It's warm beer and cheap seats. Welcome, everybody. So here's what we got tonight. Got WrestleMania recap. Uh, baseball started today, correct? Actually, last night. Last night. Yeah, yeah. Yesterday was, but there were some teams today was their opening day as well. We have the NASCAR Hall of Fame ballot that was released this week. Um, and uh, we're going to cover a good old what we watched on TV. Yeah, talk Big, TV. Big Ed's Rock and Roll Retrospective. And uh, yeah, that's what we got. Yeah, we got a good one. And uh, yeah, we expect uh, some... Maybe the return of Jimmy Mike. That'd be nice. I miss Jimmy Mike. Yeah. See what he's been up to. So, yeah. So, WrestleMania. I'll just start without a big ad on this one. And I did hear from Subway Slam. uh, I have to say, was thinking maybe he was going to be the surprise opponent against Seth Rollins. He was not. It was Cody Rhodes who had left the AEW, officially made his uh, homecoming back to the WWE. So, wow. Pre- pretty rousing uh, reaction from the crowd and ended up being a pretty good match overall. Too bad Subway Slam wasn't there. Well, I just uh, – but he's got he's got a couple irons in the fire. I mean, he, he was uh, – he had that play. Um you know, is he still running for governor? I don't think so. I think that's just to the wayside. Yeah, I think I think he had too many irons in the fire. Why would you put an iron in the fire? To strengthen it. Oh, I never knew that. You know, hmm. you gotta you gotta make things by putting iron in the fire. I have to help get the other out there learn it by asking my questions that's correct that's how you know gotta ask the questions i love blondes there we go jimmy mike <laughs> hi jimmy mike welcome back to wpcs right i married one and i dated the other there you go wait but, not, but you dated the other the same, before you married same, the one well kind of at the same time you know but we're not going there oh you're on air. I know. Yeah. Cat's <laughs> out of the kidding. bag now. <laughs> oh, shit. I and love blondes. Fire. So uh, what's on the agenda tonight, ladies and gentlemen? Well, we'll give you a recap. We're going to talk uh, what, what happened in WrestleMania. Uh, ba- baseball's back, you know, opening day Hell weekend. Yeah. Uh, NASCAR released their Hall of Fame candidates. Uh you know, there's some TV to talk about. And then uh, Big Ed's going to do a little Velvet Revolver t- tonight. Ooh, nice. Yeah, yeah that's, that's up for the Rock and Roll <clears throat> Retrospective. So it should be a pretty good one. Good, good, good. And there – Oh, it sounds like Big Ed just Big ran Ed. into the studio. <laughs> oh my yeah. I love that sound. <laughs> it's so Flintstones. It is very Flintstones. That's what it brings to my mind. Only run that. no, that's if me you could only run beer. that fast, Big Ed, that'd be amazing. 
I do. <laughs> I do. I do want to go touch a wee wee. Touch oh, a wee wee. My. I don't. Know. Oh my! It's already gone that so, way, hasn't it? Sorry, uh, just miss having. I'll talk about now. my wee because it's not your. It's funny. No. <laughs> Charlotte Flair got her eyebrows redone. They look cray cray. Billy likes chocolate milk. Yeah. What is Billy like chocolate milk? Billy Madison. Oh. Oh yeah. yeah. The janitor. He's 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 trying to give him scoops on. He's like, "Uh, Billy likes chocolate milk. (laughs) That's, That's a pretty good scoop. Yeah, well, I, I just say I just say it at any time, and either either you know it or you don't, and I don't ever you know explain it unless somebody asks. I saw Billy Madison in the theater. Wow, that was a while ago, a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> hey, funny. his early movies were funny. He was a funny. He's still funny. No, you know, but that, you, you know that movie's like about thirty years old. Oh yeah, but well, Casey, he's my age. And he, and he still talks like this. Hey, it's his shtick. Yep. Stick with what you got, what got you to the dance. It works for him. So on WrestleMania, let's get back to wrestling. Yes. Uh, unfortunately, I didn't get an opportunity to watch. We In the pre-show, we had a short discussion about it. Casey, give me some highlights. What really, what really hit you? Let's talk about night one. Let's start there. Uh, Cody Cody Rhodes coming out. Uh, though they, there was the rumor that he was gonna uh, be the opponent for Seth Rollins, uh, but that to me was like the highlight. It was a good match. It was a good homecoming. Like the crowd was really into it. Uh, seeing Stone Cold kind of come back on his terms and. Uh, Beat up on Kevin Owens, and Kevin Kevin Owens was selling it pretty good. So, question here with Stone Cold: Are they are they bringing him back to no in any kind of no? I think that was a one and done, a one and done. Especially when he did to what he did with to uh, Abe McMahon. Man, yeah, yeah, yes, Uh, yeah, agreed. Wait, what do you do? Well, stunning Vince McMahon. Okay, just because Vince too old to do that, I think. It was his – got to be his last hurrah in the ring. But, uh, I mean, uh, the first night, those were the two uh, highlights for me. I mean, think he's uh, in his 70s? He's, I think – I believe he's 76. Yeah. I mean, yeah. He, he's still a pretty big guy. I mean, he still hits the, yeah. the weights. Doing something. Yeah, but the uh, Stone yeah, Cold Stone match was the highlight for me. Yeah, the Stone Cold was fun. Uh, brought back a lot of like memories of you know when him and The Rock used to kind of go at it. Uh, I mean, the crowd was into it. I mean, he was definitely having fun. I mean, I think he cracked open like thirty beers just oh at least screwing around. What brand beer? His brand, whatever that oh, Stone, Stone Cold, Cold is. He, he's got a brand of beer oh. he brews out in. Uh, in Texas, yeah, oh, skull something, right? Yeah, yeah, skull, yeah. 
So okay. it, it was funny how he just summons a beer. They come out of everywhere, man. You know. Oh yeah, they they have like little handlers that have like coolers down there, and they're right. Beer with handlers. Them. Yeah, we yeah, need, they do. We need beer handlers. We we should get. No, but you to apply to, to be a beer handler, you can email us at the show at Warm Beer and a Cheap Seat. Send your first, resume first with you a cover to, letter. First, you have to apprentice. You know, with, with the you have to learn how to pack a cooler and watch an event. Hey, do they? Have, what's the qualifications right, besides? A, a check to come and help. Well, I I think Big Ed kind of set it up like you just got to know how to pack the cooler. One, you know, the right ratio of ice to, uh, to beverage to beverage. You know, you don't want to make That's a mistake and use beer. glass. It's yeah. never going to cool off. <clears throat> got to use aluminum. Definitely got, aluminum. You got to understand when someone wants a beer, you got to fucking get it to them. Yeah. Do they have to look cute or does it does that not matter? No. Jimmy, you gotta be able to toss a beer about thirty feet and hit Stone Cold every fucking time. He might drop it, but it better hit him. Uh, I think that's the qualification. And, and you gotta like beer. I tell Casey you practice by packing coolers and you watch NASCAR, golf, baseball, everything on TV at one time. And baseball you can make a lucrative, can make a lucrative uh, living doing this? <laughs> yeah, I mean, dude's been retired for like thirty years. No, you know, what? eighteen years, right? J hey, Jimmy, Mike, if you do yeah. something that you love, then you know, I mean, who cares what the money is? Yeah, you never money work a day in your life. The money, True. the money comes. Then that's how the money comes, right? Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine right. the sponsorships and and all the publicity you get? People will just be hiring you on the side, and you're pretty amazing. Hopefully, beer sponsorships. That yeah. that would be ideal. They hey, Stone Cold was pretty impressive. I mean, he's he's got to be pushing fifty. He's more than that. I, I would say he's in his mid fifties. Uh, but he hadn't wrestled in, I think it was like nineteen years the last time he was in the ring. So the only thing but, he wrestles now is uh, Cold Stone. You know the uh, his beer, iced tea, iced tea. Yeah, the only, I mean, he's got his little talk show he does that's on Peacock on uh, the WWE Busted Network. Busted Skull. Yeah, Busted Skull yeah. sessions. So th that's a pretty good little sit-down show. He talks to people and, you know, they'll kind of get outside their character a little bit. So does he talk to uh, wrestlers in particular? Is it a wrestling show? or Yeah, mostly he... like people in wrestling. Um, I haven't seen too many people outside, but I I'm sure they're – well, if it's on asks, WWE Network, so that's probably has part of the deal. Yeah, but you know, though, honestly, I think if Stone Cold wanted to interview people outside of wrestling, I think people would be tickled pink to do it. Yeah, like, I yeah, agree. Stone Cold, you know. I mean, otherwise, you're going to face a stunner. Yeah. Nobody wants that. You, you don't want that. You want to be on the wrong end of getting a stunner. I, I think WrestleMania for me was very entertaining. It was stupendous. Beautiful. They did it's, say beautiful. It's, it's, it's quite. It's very impressive. The production. I could imagine it live. Well, I've been there live, so I could imagine what it would be like there to be live. You know. Yeah, you know there there was a lot of talk on like how's you know WWE gonna handle their new competition with AEW and, and listen, I I like AEW. I like the product. I like the the people they have there. I I think WWE. You know, the, this point in being 
the WrestleMania. They just show that they they have the better product right now. I mean, it, and their production value is much, much, much better. I mean, they they put out like seven and a half hours of content over the weekend of just straight wrestling. Now and, here, and some of it was you know catchy, but it was entertaining. You know, Johnny Knoxville versus uh, Sami Zayn fight. You're not watching two technical wrestlers, but no. it was entertaining as hell. Because one, you you know Johnny's going to take a beating because that's what he does. But you just don't know how he's going to compete. And then you have Chris Pontius. Uh, party boy out there in a like a bikini or you know whatever a in a banana up. hammock yeah. you know yeah like, yeah you're, you're running was... in the ring dancing you know that's like uh-oh here we go the, and then yeah. wee man comes out you oh, know yeah wee man he took a fucking whoop in that little fucker hey wee man body slammed Sami Zayn. i lost my mind when what it <laughs> yes yes he did he picked, he picked him up, up over his head and, i mean it was only two and a half feet in the air but still you still had to get him off the ground it's still gravity that he he body that insane. That was an entertaining match. Um, Pat McAfee, which I was telling Mike last week, he's an athlete. Mm-hmm. I know people say he's a punter. There's a highlight reel on YouTube. Oh, I think that's why I didn't put on Twitter last week. But there is a highlight reel of that guy just laying people out as a punter. Yeah, he's more than a punter. Yeah, he like he should have played like Australian rules, you know, football. Football, yeah. He, he had he, no problem. He had no problem going downfield and tackling somebody. He did this move against Austin Theory where he w- they were on the top turnbuckle together, and you know someone's gonna knock each other down or whatever. He actually backflips off the turnbuckle with Austin Theory still there by himself, right. lands on his feet, and then runs up, jumps up, hooks him up, and then does a suplex off the top. It was very impressive. How smooth he did that. I'm like, oh, that guy's been practicing somewhere. Well, he's an a- he is an athlete, so he knows, you know, it, it, you don't go into something like that cold. Yeah, because that, that match was fun because Vince McMahon came out. And then Vince McMahon started loosening the tie at the end of the match. And right. then all of a sudden, he's in there messing around with hmm. McAfee and wrestling him. And that's where Stone Cold came in at the end and just started like everyone's getting a stunner. He was like Oprah giving away a prize. You get a stunner. You get, you a, get stunner. a stunner. You get a stunner. <laughs> yeah. Everybody gets a stunner. I mean, I hate to say it uh, because I think Roman Reigns got hurt. I think that was the, the match that um, I don't think lived – Totally to the billing, which wasn't fair because those guys did beat the crap out of each other in the like the ten minutes that they fought. But yeah, it was a short match, and I think uh, Brock Lesnar should have won. Yeah, that's what I say. You would think that they would give Brock Lesnar put give him his day in the sun, and maybe you know make it so that he wins. The champion, you know, unifies yeah, but you know who else vote. did? It? You know who else won the night before was his uh, Blood Brothers, whatever he calls those. Oh, dudes. the Usos. Yeah, the Usos it's, won, and I'm going. It, if the Usos won, I'm thinking to myself, Roman's got to win because you know that's the head of the table or some bullshit, right? Whatever their whole. Well, yeah. you know, I think they missed an opportunity because they could have had some interference in that match to help, you know, which would have helped Lesnar win. So then it becomes a questionable win, and your 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 face of the company right now, Roman Reigns, has to now 
fight to get the belt back. I, I think I think it, I think they they missed an opportunity for a lot of cool storylines. Just going in a different direction. Well, you know what? That's the first time I've seen him wrestle. He never wrestles. Who? Roman Reigns. No, he. You know what? The kind of protect his brand, and and Hogan was kind of guilty of that too. Hogan only wrestled like the big events. Uh, he was rarely on TV, and Roman does that, so it's like a big deal. So he. Yeah, but he's how many years was, was Hogan on TV and wrestling before he started doing that? Yeah, for a while, but you know, Ro- Roman has been around probably longer than you you imagine. Now, I mean. He's he's been doing it for a minute. I mean, so it's probably been four or five years since they even ran that whole thing with the Shield with him and Seth Rollins and uh, uh, whatever John Moxley was going by then. But I mean, he he's the top guy in the company. R- yeah. Rumors they're going to angle Drew McIntyre. Well, we'll see. To have him come and kind of rival, yeah, Roman Reigns. Huh. So, but hey, uh, t- hats off to WWE. It was a, it was a, it was a good weekend for, for yeah, wrestling I, I, overall. But I, I was just, I think, a little more disappointed because Sunday you would think would be the bigger bills and the bigger action, and I thought Saturday night was better. Although the Johnny Knoxville was probably the highlight of that night. Yeah. He was a sport, man. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they no, they, they, they pulled it off. Yes. And then um So baseball's back, and not just that, I'm back in fantasy baseball. All right. First time in two years, so I'm doing fantasy baseball. But you know, while everyone's reading their little Beckett's magazine or reading Yahoo Sports, I'm old school. I'm hitting the pavement. I'm going to Grapefruit League baseball games. I'm scouting. DJ Lemieux, he sees me. He's giving me a nod when he's in the the batter's circle. He knows. That you're there. Hey, maybe he could be cream of the crop and be on my team. Hmm. I'm like like the Yankees of fantasy baseball. Like, you want to be on my team. You could be on some other schmucks team that's like the Pirates every year. And an owner that just doesn't spend money or doesn't care or doesn't know what's going on. Or you could be on my fantasy baseball team. Well, DJ, I did it for two years and I really liked it. Yeah. Oh, uh, with Gonzo's family. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Casey, welcome back to the baseball leagues. I I like that. I mean, I knew you probably had an addiction and you wanted to take care of it, but you're ahead of that. Yeah, you know, you, you got to know when to say when, and there was an 800 number, and I called it, and I felt better. It was came off a flyer, and you know. That's uh, nice. So I'm good. Said, do it again. Hey, just, no, one, no one likes a quitter, trust me. But you know what? I'm glad you stuck it out, and you did what you did, and you came back. You're more resilient now. That's right. You know, and, 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 just, like, and just like baseball, you know, uh, it's, it's a new beginning. You know, just like there's a new opening day. Uh Everyone's got a chance to to win the pennant on the first day. Second day, not so many, not yeah. so many. Yeah, but on the first day, everyone's got a shot. There's nine innings. There's 27 outs. You just take it. You go stride by stride. You hit every base, and you just take it home. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. So what I'm not going to do is 
hit a liner down the third base line and look at it and stand in the batter's box. So no, you just put your head down and you run. You yeah, hustle. I run. I run. Now, maybe I'm standing there because I'm like, uh-oh, my hamstring's already tightening up. I'm heading towards the DL. It's okay. All right. I could be talking about anyone on the Yankees right now. That's the fun thing. Could be <laughs> anyone. <laughs> just don't just look, look. You your friend Casey's saying right now, just put the Yankees down for just 85 wins and missing the wild card because that's all they're going to do. They're going to beat up on the Orioles and teams that have no pitching. When they play teams that actually have talent, they're going to struggle. They're going to struggle because they're going to strike out too much. And you heard it here first on warm beer and yep. the cheap seats. That's yep. 85 wins for the Yanks. Yep. And making the wild card. Got it. Tigers are going to be a sleeper team. They're going to miss the playoffs, but they're going to be a lot better this year. Uh, the Reds, I think, can actually make the playoffs back again this year. Uh, I don't know about the Padres, if they'll just uh, do a lot of infighting on the second half. I don't trust that team. I'm going to have to start incorporating uh, quick pitch in my morning routine like I used to. Oh, uh, yes. Great show. So I'm I'm excited. The Rays, Rays won their first game. Who did they play? Uh, Orioles. Orioles. Yep. Yep. So. They, sh- they better win that game. You got to win that one. Yeah. Because right now, um, Champa Bay is in big trouble. Um, Lightning are fading before the Stanley Cup playoffs. So, I, I, three losses in a row. Uh, yeah, they're 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 not looking good right now. There's a lot of teams in the East that look a lot better than them. It just might not be their time to do it. So it's it's all in the race. Come on, race. Let's get her going. Jimmy, what do you uh, what do you uh, watching for baseball? What do you uh, anticipating or looking for? I'm looking for uh, a good ride this year, but I'm telling you what, I'm glad they're back in and they're not on strike. Um, a yes. couple of rules, you know, that's it's going to be something different to follow, and I, I understand why, but you know, I think people are not excited about it, but you know, it's what it is. I've always been a Yankees fan. I've just have been since I was a kid. Um, lived in Cleveland, but I hated the fucking Indians. They were just, the Guardians? The Guardians. Of the so, Galaxy? Galaxy. I yes. was just going to say it. <laughs> they got a new ride at Epcot, you know. They do? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it's not Space Mountain. No. Oldest ride? Longest line. Woo! Oh God! Now I'm just ready to ready for the summer, ready for the, this winter to dry up and get out of here and start this warm season. I'm ready. Yep. Come on down. I yeah, am. It, it's already started here. Although we we have uh, this evening today was a little cool out. We had a nice breeze and it's but it's always 72 degrees at Tropicana Field. That's true. Really? Oh, just kidding. 72. It was a little breezy tonight getting to the studio. I feel like temperature is going to drop a little bit tonight. Yeah, this is unusual. Yeah, it's like, late. This is the, this is the, like the, the last rattle of winter. But I'll, I'll take it because once it hits 90 here, that's yeah, it. It's, it's all over yeah, it's but all the grind. 10-4 on that one. 
Yeah. I don't mind it. I I tell you. You guys, you know, you guys need to pay penance again and go back up north for a few years to appreciate this fucking blaring heat. <laughs> yeah, okay. live it for a few years, right? Don't do it. Don't do it. Try changing a, a number two pack valve in an ATR in November when it hadn't stopped snowing for six days. That's awesome. I'll never forget that night, man. I'll. Good times. Good times. Like, why did I take this job? I was there, I was there for about six months. What the fuck? It's cold. Oh yeah. Oh my god, they stole it. Hero or jackass? Isn't that like Florida man or how'd it go? Or shithead? Thank you. Well, you know, they listen, uh, someone's probably listening and, you know, yeah, probably are. Flattery. Of course, we didn't copyright it, you know, so anyone could go. Hey, no, no, I, I'm fine. If, if, it, if it advances mankind, then I'm not going to copyright it. I learned right, that from Benjamin. that's right. I learned that from Ben Franklin. We'll go into that later. <laughs> oh, boy. Ben Franklin's the man. I think that would be a good thing to copyright. We'll kick in on it. Just have a copyright. Florida man or shithead. <laughs> yeah. Because anyone know a good patent lawyer. lawyer. Then you and, realize uh, it costs like of course, uh, the old classic. Don't touch the wee-wee. You know how many t-shirts we could sell of that? <laughs> I'm telling you. Every pedophile would be <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I believe that. School fundraisers. Or shit oh, up dick, for sure. Shit yeah. up dick. <laughs> Yeah, shit up, dick. Shit up, dick. <laughs> yeah, All of this could write a really good episode of South Park, I think. Mm, South, Par least. South Park's been on point this season. Has it? Oh man, they they've just they just get better. Yeah, you know what's funny? These kids, they love South Park, but they're offended by everything. But South Park does not offend them. I don't know. That makes, that. that makes absolutely oh, no sense. All right, so they but, have but it's the God's honest fucking truth. It is. That's so the they had an episode <laughs> this season, and uh, okay. it's about the the one black child that lives in uh, South Park who'd moved in like around say season four, and it's revealed that he's named after J.R.R. Tolkien. <laughs> and, and the one guy's like, "Oh, it's Tolkien, that token, <laughs> you know." And so, like, he, he's got to see some, like, some, like, psychiatrist, psychiatrist, like, you thought his name was Token? What kind of piece of shit are you? He's like, "You're the problem with America." It's so obvious he's named after beloved writer J.R.R. Tolkien. He's like, only a problem would think his name's Token. He's like, you're a piece of shit. And, you know, just screaming at Kyle. It's fucking great. But, like, the guy, the the doctor is looking at the fourth wall. So he's looking at you and you're living with Right. <laughs> Calling you a piece of shit. Like, uh, these guys are fucking brought their A game, dude. I just hope they don't push the envelope too much. To, I mean, I, I'm glad they do. How much further can you push it? You're 24. They Christ, they fuck the devil in the air. I mean, everyone's got something on it. You know what I mean? No, oh, yeah, Sodom got... They fucking, hit fucking everybody. 
I love it. I just, and I never liked South Park, but now I can see the importance of it. And they can get away with that. So Look, I, I don't know if it's important, but it's fucking funny. I mean, I'm not. It is important. It is to tell people not to be such snowflakes. Oh, I see. Yeah. Uh, the Randy Marsh character is the best because now he like has a weed farm and he's just him and Towley run a, a weed our, farm. Our our nephew. Is a big fan. He could tell you all kinds of stupid shit about that show. That's talk. usually what we text about. Yeah. It's usually uh, the bulk of our conversation. It is South Park. That and every once in a while iRacing. I'm trying to get scoops out of iRacing. Mm. Dude, that's, uh, that's a big thing right now. It's oh, become yeah. very big. Yeah. It's expensive. Listen, oh, yeah. on NASCAR.com. It can, it can very well be. Oh, sure. To get, get a rig and set up nascar.com there is uh they do follow you know they have articles about it when they run the races they have the i'm sure those guys have like twitch accounts where you can watch them as mm -hmm. they race and they talk and all sorts of stuff but yeah that's become very big that you know you know in 19 when they couldn't race for a few weeks they, uh, you know, with it, they, they kind of brought iRacing to the forefront. We're watching wrestling right now. Just some highlights from WrestleMania. Oh, well, uh, the Dallas, the Dallas Cowgirl cheerleaders. I'll tell you what. They, they did well. <laughs> they do. They fought the first night. They ended their routine. They go fucking just split. Yeah. Okay, like they, a like, dozen of them. Oh, yeah. No, they came I'm out. Like, they, they also brought their A game. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, they, they had some uh, pretty good stuff. Uh, the AJ Styles edge match was pretty good, too. Uh, yep, that was a uh, good one. You know, Edge had a pretty awesome entrance. He, like, he was like on this throne in oh, the darkness really? and came out. Yeah, they, they had some pretty good production going on for sure. They, they didn't Well, you can that. count on, again, that, the WWE is not going to skimp on production value. They're going to give you... They're gonna give you give you the 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 all when it comes to production value. Yeah, yeah. even the, the females were, were entertaining. Okay, there's Johnny yeah. Knoxville. Yeah, he was funny. It was a good match. Yeah. Wow, he did take a, a oh beating. they, they he they, he no he took a beating. That's when Wee Man comes out, you know. So, for for theater of the mind, uh, we're watching a recap of the Sami Zayn, uh, basically versus Jackass match. Oh yeah, the Johnny Knox. So we call it theater of pain. <laughs> it was theater of pain. They did the old bowling ball trick. They got him. It was so funny. He brought all this Jackass stick with him, and that's what that's what beat him. You know. Yeah. The big, the big hand. hand, like you don't see the big hand sitting there. Of course, yeah. that is strange. And they rolled the bowling ball into his bag. <laughs> so they throw they. It's oh, there are mouse got, traps on there. So he threw them on a the table with mouse. Now traps. there's a big it's mouse hard. trap. Oh yeah, yeah, it's so stupid. And, and, and the contraption didn't work, right? Too. Yeah. 
Look, watch. I, may, I don't know if they edit it. Watch it. the thing oh, malfunctions. Yeah, he always gets his arms. Oh, yeah, they did edit it. Yeah, they had a, a good amount. There's Jeff Tremaine and. Oh, Knoxville got a little color, huh? He got oh, yeah. the win. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, no. He, he, he was taking some beatings. Oh, Adam pa Pierce put on his uh, uh, Twitter the other day, Whataburger, best fast food burger in the business. Whataburger is tasty. I am a fan of the Whataburger. Yeah, it's, it's up there. I think there's one better. Which one's that? The In-N-Out. See, I've never had In-N-Out, and I've only heard great things about In-N-Out. You know what, Big Mike? If It's the only highlight of my, my career in Dallas with ExpressJet was fucking that in -N -Out. In -N out Wait, that an In-N-Out all the way in Dallas? Oh, yeah, they're all over. Oh, okay. They're West Coast, you know. I think I think that's as far east as they go. Oh, okay. They had them in Phoenix. That's why I get. That's the first time I had one. See, In and Out's just too like. Delicious. You got to know, like, well, no, like I just want to order them. Like, well, a burger, and you know, like, you know, they 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 got like a secret menu and a secret language, and you like you get four by four animal style. I'm like, well, what the fuck's in that? Animals, yeah, but that's not the right answer, yeah. is it? Yeah, and none of the animals are cow. I just want the cow. I, I just want cow. I don't want possum. I don't want raccoon. They just throw it on the ground, like here you go, you dirty animal. You filthy what's animal. This? So what's animal style at In and Out? What does that mean? Uh, I don't know. I the menu's gotten a little fancier since I. See, they have the best, like, you know what? It's it's hot and it's fresh. That makes a world of fucking difference. Yeah. It's kind of like a steak and shake burger. I, you know what? I like a Fuddruckers. I don't even know oh, if there are any of those okay. around. There, there was a Fud, there's a Fuddruckers. There was one in Orlando. Yeah. I don't know. There was one in the Dulles Airport. In the uh, international terminal. The B terminal. Last one I'd seen was in San Antonio, and that was like twenty years ago, almost. I know this is probably you know, ten years ago. It's not like it was, you know, but you know they still have like the big uh, topping bar, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, the old in and out is is impressive. I think the next best is probably like steak and shake. Tell you what, if I'm going to go to drive through for a burger, I'm going to wait three more minutes for a steak and shake. I don't know. I, I'm kind of a big fan of Culver's. I think Culver's is pretty solid. I think Culver's, uh, I would put Culver's over steak and shake. Mm, it's a better burger, Big Mike. My opinion. I'm just talking just like the burger. No, no, no. Yeah, Culver's has a good onion ring and a great shake. And they have like a blit, like what DQ's Blizzard, whatever they call it. No, no, no. I'm I'm going just mixer. I'm just going burger style too. But you know. Oh really? I, I like I like a Culver's hamburger. I think they do a good job. 
a pretty good butter burger. Butter burger. Butter it up. I never thought I'd put a bur- butter on my burger. I guess. Uh, Days one, they opened by Kelly's uh, in Oviedo. Right like across Wisconsin. from the DQ. You know, leave it to Wisconsin. Just like, you know, we just need to put more butter and cheese on stuff. It works. I've never heard like that. That's too much cheese. <laughs> what? <laughs> now, if you ever been to Wisconsin, there's not. That's not the state of health, though. Doesn't <coughs> sound like it. No. No. The Miz. That guy's what a tool. <laughs> the Miz. The fuck is a the Miz? I can't believe he made it that far. You know why? Maybe because he he was on the real world. Way well, he's he's really good at getting under people's skin. He's just really good at that. Yeah, dude. How many times did he do this commercial at WrestleMania? Oh, constant. Oh, well, Snickers commercial. Well, it was because it was uh, uh, you know, their their network too. I understand the whole con. That's why. That's why I. I Watched an hour's worth of something before I started. So really, I, I think they'll, I caught up to you like with like an hour to go each time. We should go to a match and just start pelting Seamus with like Snickers bars, but fun size, so it's not too hurtful. Yeah, yeah, <sighs> too expensive. Fucking Snickers. I, I don't know if I'd be, be throwing away good candy. <laughs> <laughs> We, hey, we got to be thinking about the next. Uh, maybe, uh, maybe we can save up some empty wrappers and wrappers and throw it at them. You know. Yeah. You got to think yeah. about the next event, man. Yeah, I'd be down for a, for a uh, a wrestling event. Yeah, I definitely would be. Too. Jimmy Mike could come down for the weekend. Hey, Jimmy that- Mike, you you could do a sleepover. He's uh, he's gone. Not well. He's he's on there. No, he's not. Nope. It says he's connected. He Unless he walked off. Okay. Yeah, maybe not. I don't. I don't see him on my. I'm, I mean, I don't have the big board like you do. Yeah, I, I see him on the big board. He he. Unless Boogie he Nights is on. Way to go, Boogie Nights. Uh, he he dropped off, so I don't know if he he usually jumps around. He might pop back in. Shutter, Shadow Hunter, and Shannon. Yeah, we had we had a couple people come in and out. So, Tulian. So, so NASCAR. Tulian, is that like part part tool, part something else? Wait, who? Tulian. Oh, before, yeah. Last week, I thought it was Julian with a T. Yeah, Tulian. Tulian, I think, was there last week. Correct. I think that's someone that tried to get on that said they were from India, maybe. I think. I think. Do you think they were trying to? Uh, oh, good. I want to ask him about his car warranty anyway. That's good. I hope he yeah. comes back. <laughs> My question is. Your warranty on your Tata is about to expire. Yeah. Your warranty on your little carpet. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to. Can I clean your carpet? I got a bunch of questions for him. Or they may be sending a. Can you read my name? My tur, my turban, my turban dirty. <laughs> They're fucking coming <laughs> up, idiots. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
fucking Sal. Sal. <laughs> that is like the the worst. Of like, how could nobody get get had by that? <laughs> McKine. Here he gets uh, <laughs> that stupid uh, trick that he had, like Gary say machine wrong. He's like McKine. That's the best. I lo- I heard the tail end of his interview with the Chili Peppers, and they did. Uh, I heard him do "Give It Away" was the last song they did. Oh, cool! It was uh, pretty tight. I I heard a little with John, of the Frusci- interview. With John Frusciante on guitar, back on guitar. Yeah, yeah, I heard he's back. That's always good for the Chili Peppers. They're they're always get a little boost out of him. Yeah. Um, you know, some good I- stuff for him. I, I don't know why he always leaves the band, but he always ends up coming back. Um, I heard he was talkative, actually, in an interview, which is uh, not common for him. He's very yeah. Uh, he talked. Uh, Howard had to you know kind of point you know point him out or you know talk to him, but he talked. Howard's pretty good at getting the the quietest one in the room to get very engaged into uh, a conversation. Yeah, he's definitely. Developed an art of that for sure. To let, since you know, satellite really honed his skill. You know, he was able to really work that. Oh yeah, sure. There were there were the the FM days. You know, he would have an interview maybe last five minutes. Like you know, there are people that have left the interviews early because you know, just whatever. He would just piss them off uh, just because he was going for a bit. Or trying to be funny. So the interviewee. The interviewee would be like, okay, see you later. I'm out. Yeah, I think Dan, uh, not Dan Aykroyd. Um, There was someone big from SNL that walked out on him. Wow. Oh, you know what? It was Robin Williams, I believe, walked out on him. And he uh, he always said he regretted that. Yes, he, he, never, he never he never was able to get Robin back. Oh, so Stern regretted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Driving Robin Williams. Yeah, out. Okay. And it was like early, like in his career, like the NBC days, which is going back to like the mid '80s, and just Robin Williams never went back on the show. So. Hmm. Yeah. What did he do? Just carry something a little too far with him? Like, yeah, like yeah. A- he just probably just run some stupid joke in the ground or brought up something that was told like off limits. You know, sometimes these guys have publicists that would be like, like, hey, don't bring this up. We're yeah. not. We don't want this discussed. Yeah. Jimmy Mike's back. I'm here. Hey, buddy. Thanks. Uh, for the, I don't know if it's a. Well, you take a take You're a welcome. shit. Uh no, I had a phone call and I had a. Make sure I answer that. Oh, oh. very good. Yeah. Oh, it's good, the good tapestry call. is on the other line. <laughs> the tapestry. <laughs> hey, you guys want to talk about the NASCAR Hall? Yeah, Hall of Fame. The Hall of Fame list came out this week. Yes. So um, the way this works. They, they have two sets of ballots. They have two ballots. They have the modern era ballot, yep. which two people come off the modern era ballot, and then one off the pioneers ballot. This was done there, early on in the, the hall's existence. They picked five dry, they picked five figures from the sport 
to be inducted. And a lot of times, most of the time, some of the, the guys from the early days of NASCAR, they weren't getting the votes. So to make sure these guys get the recognition, they kind of changed up the voting to the style that we have now. And what I found out very interesting this year, because they did not, they did not last year, they did not do the hall of fame. Uh, both chase Elliott and Kyle Larson yep. will be on the panel to vote because the champion, the, the reigning champion gets to vote on the panel. Oh, makes sense. Okay. So I think that's kind of cool. And the panel for the, the Hall of Fame, just like Hall of Fame's for all other sports, it's made up of people in the sport, people who have retired from the sport, people who are active in the sport, people from the broadcasting end of the sport. So some of the people we have on the NASCAR Hall of Fame modern era ballot this year, we have Neil Bonnet, mm-hmm. Jeff Burton. Both of those guys are drivers. Tim Brewer, who was a crew chief. Uh, we got Carl Edwards, handsome Harry Gant, Harry Hyde, who was a crew chief. Matt Kenseth. I, I listened to his interview on uh, NASCAR radio this week. The Rocket. Also known as Matt the Brat. Yeah. He... Uh, he was surprised to be nominated. He was grateful, but he didn't. He was very humble, and I found I, I found that very, very, uh, very consistent to his personality. Yes, Larry Phillips, who is a driver, he's from the uh, Xfinity Series, Bush Series. Ricky Rudd and yeah. Kurt Schelmerdine, crew chief. He, he his fame is with uh, Dale Earnhardt. He was the head of the Flying Aces, as they called Dale Earnhardt's pit crew. And his days at Richard Childress Racing. Excellent. And Kurt Schumerdine, a Philadelphia guy, believe it or not. Yeah. Delco. So, and then on our Pioneer ballot. If my Pioneer ballot would come up on my pocket computer. Okay, here we go. We got Sam Ard. He came from the, what is now known as Xfinity Series. Okay. Super Tex, AJ Foyt, seven wins in the, in the NASCAR Cup Series. Yeah, one was a Daytona, right? Yes, he 72. won driving for the Wood Brothers. Um, Banjo Matthews, who was a crew chief, a car owner, and uh, a chassis builder. Uh, Herschel McGriff. Herschel McGriff was a Cup driver. He was like a journeyman uh, Cup driver, and then Ralph Moody, part of the famous Holman. Moody operation. Okay. Which was a, they, they were the Ford uh, operation. They, anything Ford went through home and Moody in uh, the 1950s and 1960s and NASCAR into the seventies. How, how many can get in then? So there'll be two from the modern era, one from the pioneer. That's tough. So, I, I kind of made my selections on my guys who I'd like to see to get in. And, and I'll give you a little explanation to as of why. So here's my here's my picks. I'm going to go modern era first. Okay. Neil Bonnet, uh, 18 wins in the Cup Series. No championships. But I think not only his time in NASCAR, I think his time 
on TV earns him a place in uh, the NASCAR Hall of Fame. Okay. So he was he did very good as a color analyst on TV. I think he was NBC, if I'm not mistaken. I believe it was. And he had a show on the old Nashville Network, if everybody remembers that one, called TNN. Neil- oh, TNN. Yep, yeah, TNN. yeah, yeah. Wow. He had a show called Neil Bonnet's Winners, and that show showcased. It wasn't just strictly NASCAR. They they covered drag racing and other forms of motorsports. Okay. But they did a like kind of like a one hour. All right, no, actually, the show was a half hour. A half hour, you know little documentary on uh, on a particular driver and neil really did a good job he did a good job at that and, and again good job as well there's all no uh, argument for me if, on him he mean and look who he raced against too so sure and, and 18 wins is that like a on fire career no not really uh never won a championship and cup he was successful in, you know, lower divisions, but, you know, part of the Alabama gang. And uh, I, I think a real ambassador to NASCAR. So well, again, 18 wins, you're still in a, in oh, a higher an elite percentage. Group. Yeah, absolutely. Listen, if, if you have more than five wins, if you have if you have five wins in the Cup Series, you're, you're in an elite group. Right. Because it's so hard to win just one race, let alone yeah. multiple races. So that's that's my number one. That's my first guy for my uh, modern era ballot vote, and the next uh, next is actually a crew chief, and that's Harry Hyde. Um, Harry Hyde, fifty six wins as a crew chief, one championship with the legendary Bobby Isaac, which Bobby Isaac, the legend about him, I believe it was at Charlotte. He was going down the back stretch, pulled the car into the, and this is seventy two seventy. I want to say it was 72, pulled the car down, and the championship Hyde won with him was 1970. So this is two years removed from his championship run. We're talking to Bobby Isaac here. He pulled the car down pit road, got out of the race car, and said, the voices told me to get out of the race car. And Bobby Isaac never drove a race car ever again. Hmm. So kind of weird, right? Absolutely. But Harry Hyde um, – Colorful guy in NASCAR, great crew chief, and he is the basis for Days of Thunder. Days of Thunder, right? Uh, the crew chief, um, Robert Duvall. Robert Bob, Duvall. Bob, Bobby Duvall's character. Bobby Duvall's character is is based. Harry. Yep. So again, kind of an un. un I'm going to say an unsung guy in in NASCAR to the a lot of crew chiefs from. 80s and before usually were they were and, and to your to your to your average fan may not know who the hell harry hyde is so i think he needs to get his day in the sun and then for my pioneer barrel ballot I, i'm going sam ard sam ard won two championships in the xfinity series which at the time was known as the grand national but right? no it was budweiser the budweiser <laughs> Late model sportsman division. Because Grand National is what is cup now. Right. That used to be the Grand National division. So at the time, this was the the late model sportsman. And so Sam Ard, two championships. Um, 
And he was just one of those guys. He built his own race cars, hauled his race cars, drove his own race cars, put those race cars back on the truck, right. hauled them back home, put them, put them back together, got them turned around for the next race. Uh, and this guy is also a U.S. Air Force veteran and served in Vietnam. Wow. So uh, hats off to Sam Ard. Sadly, he passed away from complications of Alzheimer's. Uh, so he gets, again, uh, kind of to your avid fan or a new fan, they don't know who these guys are. And I think some that this is a great opportunity for these early, ah, not early, early, but these these mid-level vintage guys. Let's call them vintage guys because they're not really early figures in the sport. These are vintage guys in the sport uh, to get their their day in the sun again with some of the the new fans. But they laid the foundation. They laid the foundation for a lot of this. And and – This is a tough – this is a tougher list than the uh, modern day. I think so. AJ Foyt, you can make an argument for every one of these guys. AJ oh, yeah. Foyt, how, how do you not? Here's one of those things. How do you not put AJ Foyt in any motorsports Hall of Fame? Exactly. I mean, he won seven cup races and he didn't run a full, ever ran he even never, full time. Never ran a cup, but he never ran a full time uh, schedule. A lot of times he ran his own race cars. He was, and he raced in, he was still racing in cup in the, the late 80s. Yeah, this picture of NASCAR.com looks like a Cutlass. I know that's an Oldsmobile. So Oldsmobile, I, I bet that's a mid to late 80s car right there. I didn't see that one on NASCAR.com. But if it, it oh, no, I'm sorry. Was... It's on NBC Sports. My bad. My bad. So, and again, how do you not put AJ in? AJ's and they call the, Actually, they call the car an Oldsmobile Chevrolet. Nice. Good up. job, NBC Sports. It says, AJ, AJ Foyt poses in front of his number 14 Oldsmobile Chevrolet here at NBC. Shut up, dick! Let's, I yeah, it's an this. undated image. Do you, uh, they really did their homework on that one. Good job, guys. Big, big mean, come on, your one job is, look, I need a picture of Foyt. Tell me a little about give me, Give me 15 words or less with a picture. Listen, it's a college intern. What do you expect? Yeah. They don't know what cars are. They're like, shit up, dick. Do it. See, I'm looking at the modern era and, you know, Carl Edwards. uh, Not ready for him. (laughs) He had a good career. Uh, Ricky Rudd had, I believe, the longest run of consecutive years with at least a win. Yes. And he was a... Harry Hyde, no one one wears a hat better than Harry Hyde. I mean, (laughs) Harry Hyde should be in the hat-wearing Hall Hall of Fame. fame. I mean, mean, that's how you wear a hat. I mean, the crime dog, Fred McGriff, would like this guy. Like, these guys can hang some beers. They put their hats. Fred McGriff was a baseball player. Yes. But a crime dog was. But, well. What was the crime dog's name? He's like. McGruff. McGruff. But Fred McGriff, they call him the, the, the crime, crime dog. dog. Yeah. Okay. And the crime was pitchers just throwing fucking heaters down the middle, and he put a stop to that shit. But see, my vote for the modern era ballot obviously has to be Harry Gant and Neil Bonnet because they were in stroke race. There's no questions fucking oh, asked. You know, it's, That's it's, it. 
Look, from their acting prowess. Absolutely. Listen, you, you're promoting the sport. You're hanging out with Burt Reynolds. Automatic entry. And then for for the Pioneer ballot, it's got to be Banjo Matthews because that's a cool-ass name. Yeah. The second runner-up is the guy that's named Herschel. Herschel McGriff, yeah. Herschel McGriff. He went to he went to Le Mans with the the crime dog's father. Well, there you have it. Not the dare dog. Yeah. Crime dog. Herschel. Herschel. He might be the only Herschel in in any motorsports ever. I'm just gonna go on a limb. Oh, what about the old landmark award? The, who's uh, let's let's take a landmark award. I think is it Mike Al- Alvin Hilton? Hawkins, NASCAR's <laughs> first flagman, uh, established NASCAR racing at Bowman Gay Stadium. Blah blah. Uh, Mike Helton, third president of NASCAR in 2000, track operator roles at Atlanta and Talladega. Uh, Lisa France Kennedy, NASCAR. Executive. Oh, I, I, I'll tell you. I already tell you. I'm going to tell you who I want. Hands down. Wait, it's I'm not done. I know you're not done, but I, I well, go ahead. Janet Guthrie. Janet Guthrie's my pick. Oh yeah, go Janet. Flutter girl. Oh yeah, you you, you just want to be correct, politically correct. No, I, 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 no she's, she's badass. Raceway. Janet Guthrie was badass. She just wanted to race. Yeah. I, I'm aware of Janet Guthrie. I, I've seen her race. Go ahead. Go ahead. Dr. Joseph Mattioli. Ah, he, oh, he, you said Dr. Joseph. You said Mengele. I was going to fucking No, Mattioli, Italian okay. guy. He, right. he built uh, Pocono. And his family still owns Pocono. Nice. In fact, interesting fact, when they... they correct, he, and his, he and his wife lived in a trailer off of like the third turn of Pocono for a lot of years. No shit. Yeah. Because they had all their money invested in that racetrack. Hey, you know, I think there's one other that was left off the ballot. I think it's the jet dryer that Juan Pablo wrecked into. (laughs) During that Daytona 500 that got done at like 1 o'clock in the morning. I thought maybe Juan Pablo would be on the honorary award or something. You know, the only fucking meathead to hit the fucking Zamboni. (laughs) I thought he'd be on the landmark award. Uh, I think he gets the golden meathead award. Let's see. Is that NASCAR or shithead? No, they, you can have a meathead award. I'm yeah. You might even get it two years in a row because we didn't, we haven't stopped <laughs> talking about it. Because <laughs> we're still talking about it. Yeah. Hey, he, he's the first guy to three peat in that award. Repeating. Yeah. He, he gets the repeat. He, he took Harry Hyde's advice. <laughs> Hit the pace car. <laughs> So now it'd be a good time for a sound effect. Uh, uh, drop oh, yeah, the ball. yeah. Hold on, hold on. No. Just... Oh, that's a good sound effect. What was that? Got He's got cheerleaders. Yeah. Big ads. 
Rock and roll retrospective. Oh, I knew you guys were going to spring that on me, so I have my script. Oh, this was a good one, guys. This was, this was a surpriser for me when it came out. I did a Velvet Revolver Contraband. Uh, released June 8th, 2004. Recorded between June and December of 2003. The genre is hard rock. Uh, it's on an RCA. Producer Josh Abraham. And Josh Abraham... Uh, what did this guy do? He did. Oh, he was a producer. Worked with Barry. A lot of pop artists, like uh, Seven Minutes to Mars, whatever the fuck they call themselves. Uh, a lot of hard rock acts like Limp Bizkit, Stained, etc. Um, he's he just does everything. He doesn't. I guess he doesn't say no to a job or I don't. I don't know. He, he had a, he had a lot under his belt. Mostly he worked with Pink. So he's just got a lot a lot of different things. Contraband is a debut album by uh, oh jeez, Contraband is a debut album by by the hard rock band Velvet Revolver. It was released on June eighth, nine uh, two thousand four, by RCA. It was a commercial success. Contraband debuted at number one on the American Billboard two hundred charts. It was certified double platinum. Slash, Stuff McKagan, and Matt Sorum were playing a gig in two thousand two to honor Randy Castillo. They decided to form a band, so they recruited uh, Matt Kushner. And Scott Weiland, after Scott Weiland volunteered his services after hearing the material, even though the guys were still auditioning singers. They recorded Set Me Free for the Hulk soundtrack, along with the cover of Pig Floyd's Money, pretty Italian job, in 2002. After playing their first gig live together in L.A. in 2003, they went into the studio to record Contraband. 13 songs, a little under an hour, clocks in at 56 minutes, 47 seconds. Velvet Revolver, you have Scott Weiland on lead vocals, uh, Slash lead guitar, Duff McKagan bass, Matt Sorum on drums, and Dave Kushner uh, on rhythm guitar. The album opens with Sucker, Sucker Train Blues uh, with a zoom in underwater bass type sound, jackhammer jog, and flying trunks of super fuzz guitar, and Scott Weiland on the bullhorn. That is how you open an album. Next up, you have Big Machine with McKagan, Rollick, and Thunder Bass and Slash's signature fret finger dancing sound with Wyland nailing with Wyland nailing the chorus. The illegal song was the follow it was the following song, and uh, that is definitely a Wyland STP style grunge tune with Matt Sorum keeping perfect time. The band really knows how to turn it up when needed. Spectacle has a little bit of bullhorn going on, and Matt Kushner is the star in this. Watch out, Slash. Fold the pieces is a ballad. Well, it's a ballad. The Slash Show. My Headspace. Kush opens up with a catchy riff and join with McKagan and quickly get in sync and set up Wyland to sing his verse. Great changes and sounding really great as a unit. Superman, one of my favorites. Wyland really in good space for this and McKagan's face does not disappoint and really wails. You can feel his playing. A great driving tune. Give this a listen for sure. Set me free. Forgot about how good this one was too. Wyland really shows his range, and the band just keeps Wyland afloat vocally. McKagan provided a riff between choruses. You Gotta Know Right, 
another ballad. This one is a little better because it builds into a little bit of a rocker with Wyland kind of singing two parts in sort of a conversation. Slash is no joke. Very uh, user illusionist type moment. I didn't mind that at all. I, actually, I like this one. Slither is probably the most recognizable song on this one. This was one of the four singles, and for a good reason. But Kagan and Cush keep the train chugging, and Slash just adds more steam for Wyland to sing over. Next song is Dirty Little Thing, a fast-moving rocker with Douglas Green interjected with a snappy keyboard, giving it the sound that could be missed. And Wyland again, nailing his vocals. Again, Loving the Alien, another ballad, enough said. Overall, I love this album. Came out at a time when rock was just bands like Stained, Insane Clown Posse, Limp Bizkit, etc. I was pleasantly surprised when I heard this and sure are going to hear GNR and the STP and the music because of the strong influence of these very strong characters. I bought this and ripped the copy for my brother T-Bone, who loved it. And here's a guy, he hates everything after 1984. The Duke Boy of Nessaquag would have gotten into some mischief for sure with this album. How could he not go do a burnout in front of Trip Frank's house at three in the morning and not piss off his parents with sucker train blues jamming? Anyway, I'm Big Ed. Listen and enjoy. You know, T-Bone definitely does not like anything after like... Uh... Yeah, I don't know, 1984? Yeah, that would say, yeah, like after the Cars' last album or, or Synchronicity. To Van, Van Halen, 1984. You know, <laughs> yeah, that was it. Uh, the door closed. I, I can't listen. I, I don't understand it. This album was so hyped for me because I remember they did Set It Free for that Hulk album. And it, you, yet, it was two years before they did the album itself. So there was just that single that floated around and then they, they weren't performing live, but you never knew what was going on with Scott Weiland because he was so up and down. Oh, uh, he had court cases. Clean. He had, uh, you didn't even he was, know if he could he tour. Had, yeah. Uh, it, I saw them on this tour. I saw him in Salt Lake city. Uh, Hoobastank over him. More like Hooba stunk. But uh, let me tell you, they delivered. Velvet Revolver was so good. I never got to see STP with Scott Weiland, but I was glad to see him with Velvet Revolver. And he That's was cool you got to see them. I, they, they came and went and did it in Cleveland. It was like there was no promo or nothing. They, they were amazing live. I mean, absolute pros. Uh, Scott was on top of his game. Uh, Duff McKagan was such an animal. I mean, he's like the anti-bassist where usually a bassist in the band's like, I'll find a dark corner. I'm going to hide here and just, you know, just work the, you know, with the drummer here. Dude, I, mean, I, I really like Duff center. McKagan. He's got uh, a I'm, show on, on Ozzy's Boneyard with his wife. They're pretty oh, funny okay. together. They're, it's on uh, Monday mornings. Ah. I mean, it's probably on several times throughout the week, but I catch it Monday morning on my way in. And I did a nice uh, tribute to Taylor Hawkins, which I didn't finish. So I'll just oh. gonna have to redo we'll, it. We'll, we'll, we'll circle around on that because we yeah, for got sure. away from that last week. Uh, I have yeah. a quick shout out real quick. If you guys don't mind, I got to go a little boop, boop, boop. And you know who that's for. So uh, 
Big Ed, this was an awesome review. I love that you did uh, Velvet Revolver. Something a little bit more modern from what we've been doing lately. Yeah, it was a strange time in music. I was not really into what was going on. You know, I'm not big into like that. The the new metal and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, oh, by the way, uh, editor's note, it's uh, 30 seconds of Mars and... That is. Yeah, I said front- whatever. I, 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 no, no, no. I, it's just fine. I'm just saying. You noted that I didn't but, know who they were. No, it's fine. But, but that's uh, the the actor Jared Leto. That was his band. That who's the frontman for? He left an acting career to do this music career. Now, you know, he pretty much left that to go back into acting. Yeah. You know, mm. doing you know uh, mm. very interesting roles he picks. What was his last role? Didn't he pick something really goofy? No, he's a Marvel movie. He's like, uh, I don't know, a sick vampire or something. Morbius. Oh, that's it. it. That's it. That that just came out. That doesn't look exciting. Uh, well, Sweet Melissa's going to get uh, probably, um, probably going to be running in here in a second. Uh, we finished watching Peacemaker. Everyone, you have to watch Peacemaker. You had, me with, the, you had me with the eagle hugging people. So. Listen. Anything with an eagle hugging something is is like every episode got better. Uh, that is on HBO Max, and they are going to do a second season. So I'm very excited about that. Um, and then you know we're watching some other stuff this week. I'll wait for her to get back before we. She left the studio for a second. Left the studio, but we'll be back in the studio. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I finished up whatever. I think this guy, Sammy Zayn, follow up wrestling anybody after he loses to Johnny Knoxville. Well, he, he ain't going to follow too successful against McIntyre. No. He's going to get a – oh, all right. So you can follow us on while we're collecting our thoughts. You can follow us on Twitter at Beer Seats, and Twitter's going to get very interesting. It looks like they're going to add a few wrinkles because uh, that crazy billionaire Elon Musk bought like nine percent of their shares this week, and he wants to change Twitter. Change it in what way? I think he wants to make it more like Reddit. Not sure why, but he he's how what 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 do you do with Reddit? He wants to stop the censorship. <laughs> yeah, but but then use Reddit. You know, I I, I don't know. Um, yeah, I think Twitter's fine as it is. Reddit's annoying. You have to like log in. Yeah, Twitter. Uh, Reddit is a different animal in itself, and then you, you vote up and down on comments. It's it's a different animal. Um, there's definitely no censorship in Reddit. You, so you don't know what the fuck. There shouldn't be any yet. censorship anywhere. Uh, uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't um, think Putin should have a voice on Twitter and Donald Trump doesn't. That's just a, a, an example. I mean, no, that's but I, fucked up. No, uh, but there should be repercussions for point. making up shit. So, you know, there should be that. So I agree with that. You know, I, I, look, there, 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 there's many platforms for many things and, you know, if you don't like Twitter, then just use a different platform. Like I said, like don't don't buy everything and make everything Reddit because if it was, then everyone would just use Reddit or or Facebook or MySpace or High Five or or Friendster or, really or the thirty five other social networks that have come and gone. I, I digress. My point is, you can follow us at Beer Seats. 
Yes. I'm going to tweet out a link. Uh, a very good friend of mine uh, and uh, beep, boop, beep, knows. Again, getting called by old Metallica. You need to help us design a shirt for a charitable cause. Nice. Um, oh, he told me about this. Designed a shirt for Metallica. So I'll send a link. It's from a great artist. It's a great friend for a great band for a great cause. So, so there. There's a reason to go to Twitter. Great. Yes, correct. <laughs> so. I'm back, by the way. And she's back. Peacemaker is the best ever. Everybody in the whole wide world needs to watch. Like every episode got better than the next episode. I am missing it and need it. It's an addiction. It was it was very well done. Um, and a lot of good hair metal in it. A lot of, a lot of just or just you know, just that type of sound. The soundtrack. We were gonna yeah, I haven't really watched anything on HBO. Oh, I did watch. Uh, the amazing gemstones. That, that was pretty funny. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's on the list. There's something else I'm supposed to watch. And... Oh, the Lakers. Oh yeah, Showtime, uh, oh, with John C. Riley or so, oh, something about called... yeah, Welcome to Showtime or something like that. But Adam McKay, he he put it together. I heard that's uh, uh pretty good. So yeah, I was able to hook on to Paramount no problem for WrestleMania. I just turned it on it was on i didn't have to purchase anything or oh nice What's oh no no uh peacock oh oh yellowstone's the other one peacock right yeah well the other thing we we're watching this week is pbs did a new I... uh documentary that was released we're halfway through it's a two two-hour segment on Ben Franklin, done by uh, Ken Burns. So, uh, so it's got to be amazing if it's Ken it, Burns. It, it's it's really good. It's so beyond. if you really want to learn a little history, and listen, every man and woman comes with some flaws, so everyone just settle the fuck down. Mm -hmm. Ben Franklin liked to bang young chicks. Probably. Um, well, who does Sometimes he sometimes he was Aww. a man of his time, and sometimes he was a man ahead of his time. But he he would. Just invent He's stuff. Man, man. Well, you know what? He would invent stuff, and people were like, "You need to take a patent." He's like, "No, this this helps people's lives, so that there's no point in that." Hmm. He he was the height. As he's of... banging his eighteen year old. No, yeah, no. But I'm if, doing if you, this for worthy cause. Yeah, yeah, probably. But if you understand the the philosophy of the enlightened thinker, he was probably. Yeah, no, I'm a fan. I'm a fan of him. No, he was. He was brilliant. Yeah. Like the words he used made so much sense. If the world was more like him, man. Well, minus the banging, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> oh, look, he he, he wasn't perfect, but uh, most figure in history is, yeah. Right. You know, this the the no United way. States never would have existed without him for sure. Yeah. They they, they would have crumbled horribly many times over. Hmm. I know what PBS is good about doing is they will play the documentary. They 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 are not stingy with it. They'll play it again. Yeah. Well, you, oh, you have PBS. Spectrum, so you could pull it on demand. Yeah. Well, I have to check. Oh, it yeah, out. I do have Spectrum. 
Yeah. So if you have Spectrum, it's it's on there on demand. It'll be for at least for the the month. Um, he did a couple last year that I really enjoyed. I I missed the uh, Muhammad Ali. Uh, oh, that was he, really good. The he, Muhammad Ali one. Uh, now the Ernest Hemingway is the mm-hmm. one I, I saw that was uh, very enjoyable. Mm-hmm. So he he just kind of stays busy, but I highly recommend if you want a little uh, just personal history. You know, if you're into it, personally. I'm check it out. I'm in it. Ben I'm in. I'm in to win with the. It's uh... also pretty inspirational, not the banging again. And cool. doing the voice of Ben Franklin. Anytime they have a Ben Franklin voiceover, is Mandy Patinkin. Big fan of. If you watch Princess Bride, you, know, you killed my father. Prepare to die. Never saw the movie. What? Nope. Oh man, I think we had that discussion. That needs to go on your, the top of your list. Yeah, never saw that movie, so oh. I, I don't know who that Jimmy? is. Jimmy? Jimmy, Mike, you still there? Yeah. You ever see uh, Princess Bride? Who hasn't? Uh, big Mike. I, I haven't. Well, I don't know if I've seen it. Who's in it? Uh, Carrie Yules, oh uh, Billy Crystal, Andre the fucking giant. Um Oh Robin, yeah, like, yeah. Rob, oh Robin Wright, like a really young Robin Wright, a pre-Forrest uh, Gump Robin Wright. Oh yeah, correct. Um, that one guy that says inconceivable. Mm-hmm. That guy, that guy's in it. <laughs> the guy, he was on Clueless. He's on. He's on Young Sheldon. He's hilarious, Casey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Clueless. Yeah, he's done like a yeah. lot of little things, but I was. Every time I see him, I, I got he's great. Out. He plays like an over, like uh, like he was a child prodigy. Now he's like an old man, a professor. <laughs> smart. Oh yeah, okay. But uh, yeah, yeah, he's funny on the show. That's actually a pretty good cast. What's your name? Uh, Big Mike's uh, old lady crushes on there. Oh, you you know uh. Ghostbusters, what do you want? Annie Potts. Oh, Annie Potts. Yeah, Annie I Potts, like Annie yeah. Potts. Yeah, she goes out. She goes out with uh, that guy, the one that goes. Uh, what's what is he? What are the, What is his line, Casey? She she goes out with him. Inconceivable. Inconceivable. Yeah, that's who she dates. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, this was awesome. Uh, I didn't expect to see him. I forgot about him already. And he comes. I heard the music. I'm like, yes. Uh, talking about Steve Austin, yep. everyone out there in Radio Land. Yep. No, that that was pretty good. I mean, you he comes out. Oh, he's coming the beer. You see it? Yeah. Well, it's he summons the, the beer uh, like in the Lion King. You know, he cor- summons correct. the beer. The lion summons the. You know, the well, it's, like, it's, it's like a throwback to the old Raws where he would just disrupt the whole segment, come out and, you know, undo anything that Vince was doing as the chairman and anyone else. And, hey, we'll have a beer and be fine with it. And then, boom, stunned. And then he walks off. That's that. You see McAfee at the end just laying there like dying with the just wailing the beard. <laughs> <down. laughs> yeah. <laughs> You must do a lot of training during the week. You don't just like get out from behind the desk. You're like, I'm gonna do a backflip off the the rope and and hit the guy just right. 
he, he still had he had amazing uh, you know uh, tricks uh, whatever moves. Oh, he cer- he certainly was, for sure. He's, like He's very athletic. Actor. And how? And how? Well, uh, Big Ed, did you want to circle back on? Yeah, you know what? I just ran out of time. I just, I didn't want to half-ass it. I, I started it. Yeah. And by the way, next week's album of the week, Big Mike's gonna love this. Leaf oh, Hound. Wait, Leaf what? Leaf Hound. Leaf Hound. Are you supposed to look at this girl's face? Sorry. Ben Franklin doesn't look at the face. <laughs> he wouldn't right now. I mean, I can't look at her face. No, because he's busy working on his drawing board. He's very, he's very busy man. Yeah, Leaf Hound. Uh, it called it Growers of Mushroom. Cool huh. sound. Definitely a 70s band. You, you know, you hear the, the drums of the country, like, oh, yeah, this is 1972 or whatever. I just love that sound. All right. I guess we're going to be uh, getting our learning on. I, I would give this a listen. I li- I listened to it today. I'm like, wow, is something I saw in like a louder sound than one of those? I'm working on finding it right now. It's in it's in app. Yeah, hang on. Is it leaf I, like a a leaf or is it leaf like Leaf Erickson? No, no, leaf. Like the uh, <laughs> oh, like, growers of mushrooms. Like what kind of hound is yeah. that? Is that a bloodhound? Is that a, so a the, dog hound? No, no, it's a leaf hound. Oh, okay. They oh, are the really Growers cool. of Mushroom is the name of the album. Yep. Found you where their head's at. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, their, their heads are at with uh, mushrooms. They like mushrooms. I like mushrooms. I like it on pizza. I like it in yes. stew. I like mushrooms just by themselves. Okay. I like them fried. I like them sauteed. I like them baked. Let you like boil. Yeah. You need them raw. Mushroom stuff. sandwich. Mushroom soup. <laughs> you could batter them. You batter them in panto. You know, uh, panko breading and. All right, Taylor Hawkins. Right. Yeah. Let's get serious for a second. We are serious. It's warm beer in the cheap seats. It's tough when Jimmy Mike just sent me a picture of a 2015 SS. Ah, it's, it's nice. It's just blacked out. It looks pretty cool. Nice. Forty grand. You keep going. Keep scrolling. Six thirteen a month. No, I don't think so. It's a V eight. That thing like that's got to move. Oh yeah, well they that was uh, four hundred plus horsepower. That's no joke. That's plenty, believe me. You can't get in trouble with four hundred horsepower. You you don't need to be driving. <laughs> That's all I got to say about that. I think it's a sweepy Friday night. 
So, um, you, you, you're going to do it or, or, uh, do what? Are you going to talk about Terrell Hawkins or we're going to do it another time? No, no, I'm not done. I said I'm not done with it. I don't want to. Oh, oh, okay, okay, okay. Maybe I misunderstood. I thought you meant last week you weren't done. Okay. So we're going to circle around another week, folks. So that gives you a reason to tune in. We're in a holding pattern with Taylor Hawkins. Gives you a reason to tune in next week. Tune in next week. Hey, uh, let me ask you a quick question. Sure. What the hell is this Pepsi Thank Nitro? You. I wanted to know too. So it's it's just like the beer where they put the what's it's it just called? Just nitrogen yeah. instead of uh, carbonation. Yeah. And, well, no, no, it's still carbonate. It's carbonated with nitrogen as opposed to carbon dioxide. Ah, gotcha. So it's Pepsi Cola. It's Pepsi syrup like with the nitrogen. Yeah. So does it make it like a smoother? Well, yeah. Is that? Is it'll, that... Probably, it'll probably be like a. Yeah, I would say so. It'd probably take forever to get ready. You're like, pour yeah. half a can, and then it, you know, take a shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know, pour the other half can, take another shit. It's gonna probably take a while. I don't understand. What is? What? Why? Uh, to sell more product. Ready? Okay. Yeah. Because you don't have drink, you don't need to drink enough bad shit. They're like, well, let, let's right. try another way. Let's try and kill them another way. Yeah, exactly. Okay, thank you. It so doesn't look I. that. It doesn't look that tasty to me, though. It looks kind of not tasty. So somebody out there buy it and report, please. Yeah. Also, nitro makes me think of nitroglycerin, and who wants that in there? Beep, boop, beep. Is that good if you like had a heart problem? Didn't they used to give you nitroglycerin? Yeah, you're chest pain. Yeah. Yeah. So actually, it turned out to be a good thing. Usually, when I have chest pains, it's just because I got gas. I hate that part. That's why you don't hold in your farts. Just let them go. Let them go. Let it go, baby. Let them go. If God didn't want you to fart, you wouldn't fart. I promise you that. And it wouldn't be so much fun. So it's holy. It just feels good. That's right. Sometimes you go, holy shit, when someone does it, though. That's for sure. (laughs) That's right. Hey, you might... Might want to check your drawers. <laughs> yeah. Well, on that note, uh, everyone check your drawers. Oh my god! So, anyone have any final words? I I'm gonna run, I'm gonna run real fast out of here. Uh-huh. Lickety split. <laughs> All right. This is WBCS. Catch you next week. Have a good weekend, gang.